Gridiron Grinder! Hut hut hike! <sighs> Alright, party people, it's Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan, with me as always is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. This is episode 164 of Gridiron Grinder, and for tonight we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium. Then we're going to do the news from this past week. After that, we're going to give you our week 8 power rankings and game picks. And last but not least, we're going to close things off with our question of the week. And so uh, with all that being said, how's it going tonight there, James? It's going good. How's it going with you? Sorry, the it, wife's messaging me like right as we fucking start. <laughs> right as we get going. Well, hey, you know, I can uh, put us on pause if you need to take a minute there, man. No, I can multitask it. Okay, multitask. All right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, hey, everything's going well over here, man. Getting a little bit tired, but, uh, you know little gridiron grinder always gets me fired back up again. So I uh, just got to wait for that second wave to kick in, man. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Well, hey, whenever you're ready, why don't you do a little name that stadium for us, bud? All right. If I could just get that to do. And then, all right, let me press send on that. All right. So this is part of the show. As you can see, I'm traveling around going to different Stadiums that host NFL games uh, normally tie it into something that week. First person that um, guesses right, you could get an extra special shout out, bookmark it, and then uh, you can play it for all your friends. Heck, somebody guesses will give you an sh extra special shout out because I haven't seen many, many takers lately on it. But last week I was in Baltimore for the. Uh, pathetic game that ended up it ended up being in baltimore where what we didn't have a first down until like we we're already down 28 to nothing yeah but i thought it was going to be a better game i sh i shouldn't have overridden my model on it but hey hindsight's 2020 uh yeah it is it, it definitely is and no it's tough man it was hard to hard to go against them you know, we wanted to ride that hype train while it was rolling, and I was with you. I, I did the override on my model, and, you know, it's just tough. When you're a fan and things are looking good, you just hope it'll keep staying good. And then, you know, you get smacked in the face, and you go back to the drawing board. So Yeah, exactly. And my model, my model this week had a few. We'll get into them where I was like, seriously? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what I did to my model, but something jacked it up. Um, and I yeah, I just didn't have the time to figure out what the fuck went wrong. No, I know. And we're on a short week this week. So uh, I know my model is missing some of the um, uh, the injuries and I haven't updated it for the uh, that Kevin Byard trade and some things like that. And so, you know, for things that looked a little bit out of sort. I, I tried to like defer to my power rankings as kind of like a tiebreaker for where the model might have seemed like it was a little bit off. Yeah, I I tried to look at that and but it was like like in my power rankings, some of the teams I had had rated so close, it's like, well, oh yeah, I could just be wrong and have go it with the, the home order. team. Uh. I don't remember what I did. I think I left a couple of them and flipped a couple of them. I think I flipped two or three of them. Gotcha. But there was like five or six. Okay. Three, four, there are five. 
Well, uh, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, we're kind of going down the rabbit hole, but if you want to, uh, you know, move on to our news of the week, we can do that. And then eventually we'll get to our game picks and all that kind of jazz. So, yeah, we can uh, do that. Uh, all right. So for news from the past week. And so I, I thought there would only be a handful of things because we just talked on Friday and it's it's Wednesday. But uh, there was actually a fair amount of stuff that, that came in. And so in no particular order, it uh, looks like Ryan Tannehill is expected to be out this weekend. And uh, instead of Malik Willis getting the nod, uh, they are prepping rookie Will Levis to be the guy. See, see, that's what, what I heard was they were going to do a rotating quarterback. Like Will Levis gets a couple drives. Uh, or, yeah, Will Levis and so, Malik Willis gets a couple <clears throat> drives. They're going to use them both. I saw that the other day. And then I saw today it's going to be Levis. But maybe they'll maybe they'll still do that. Maybe they'll still each get a piece of the action, which I think yeah. is good. I mean, you know, Levis was going to be a first round pick. You know, a lot of people had him that high on their board, and then he slid to the second round. Uh, you know, they're kind of looking at hopefully him being kind of like the franchise quarterback of the future. You might as well start seeing what you got in the guy. Yeah, it's true. All right. So aside from that, I saw uh, Brett Maher, uh, the former, former kicker for the Rams. He was released after missing three field goals versus Pittsburgh this past weekend. Uh, The team is looking at multiple replacement options for him. Another release, but with the Lions, uh, Marvin Jones, our wide receiver. uh, He has stepped away from the team for personal uh, family issues. I don't really know exactly what went on, but, uh, you know, he made the decision to step away. The Lions followed that up by just officially releasing him. And so uh, he's no longer with the team. Moving on with life. Uh, and then in other wide receiver news, we've got Chris Olave, the Saints wide receiver. He was arrested the other day for reckless driving. Not a good situation. Uh, and then we've got the Kansas City wide receiver, Justin Ross, arrested for domestic violence and property damage. Uh, you know, that's not good either. Uh, after that, we've got safety Kareem Hunt from Denver, suspended for four games, not off the field related. His is for multiple violations of the unnecessary roughness policy. Uh, and so he's going to miss a few games there. And then, uh, let's see, you know, I'm just kind of blabbering here in any particular order here, but uh, I mentioned earlier, Kevin Byer, he was... Before we go on, uh, with Maher being released, the Rams actually signed Lucas Havrasek from Oh, gotcha. Okay, so they did sign a guy. So, I don't know, but then it's it's weird because, like, I see that... That was that was yesterday, and then today they worked out. Uh, what's his face? Mason Crosby. Gotcha. Well, yeah. All right. So they're they're kicking the tires on a lot of options. They want to see what they can do. But yeah, I mean, when you have a kicker miss three, hypothetically, if he made all three of those, they win that game against Pittsburgh, right? So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. So. So, so the report is if they do sign Crosby, it'll likely be to the practice squad. 
because of them signing Havrasik. Okay. Um, so Havrasik is going to be the kicker on the active roster because by them signing him, he's guaranteed three active roster game checks. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, kickers. It's fun, man. The Achilles heel if you don't get it right. Yeah, I've never even heard of this guy, so... (laughs) Uh, It it does ring a bell for me, but I'm trying to remember where. I don't know. It's all right. Uh, All right, so then, James, in other news, looks like the uh, Hard Knocks, the TV show, is coming back with another in-season version. And the Miami Dolphins are going to be featured in that this year. Really? I, I missed that news. Just That's caught it earlier. Yep. Uh, and I didn't watch the, uh, was it last year with the Cardinals? Yeah, it was last year with the Cardinals. I didn't care yeah. to watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but that's okay. Uh, and so then, yeah, we talked a little bit about Kevin Byard. He's the uh, safety formerly of the Tennessee Titans, was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. I did not catch the compensation for that, but uh, basically Philly just looking to, you know, like lock down that secondary, um, you know, man, they're always just like wheeling and dealing. It's, it's, yeah, wild. It was, they, they gave up uh, a player and I, I missed, I miss I forget who it was. Where the fuck did that go? Um, but they, I know there was a player and it was a couple picks because I saw a tweet and it was like they got AJ Brown and Bayard for like one player and two picks. Gotcha. Okay. I can pull it real quick because I, I just saw it. Uh, yeah. See if it would open. <laughs> so they they traded um, Terrell Edmonds and two draft picks for Bayard. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that Edmonds was a part of that. It's it's interesting that they got rid of Edmonds, but um, I guess the idea is that they're upgrading at safety. So, yeah, and I think I don't think Edmonds had really done much of anything yeah. this year. Like he was kind of kind of absent, sure, so to speak. Let me see. Let me. See if I can pull the stats. Yeah, I, I've not heard much about him this season. You know, I know he was he was more of like a, a staple on the Steelers defense for a while there. Uh, but it, it's tough changing teams, man. It doesn't always work. Uh, well, I mean, he had twenty. Yeah, nothing. Okay. Nothing. Nothing really at all. Twenty-eight total tackles. No yeah, for safety, man, that's not bad. Um, one forced fumble, no interceptions. Yeah, not what they wanted, so they they moved on. And Bayard yeah. was unhappy in Tennessee, and so you know this could be part of like Philly, you know, smelling blood in the water and making a move to upgrade for basically pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then I, I saw Nick Bolton, the Kansas City 
what uh, I almost said wide receiver linebacker. Uh, he injured his wrist is having surgery and is expected to be out for two months. Uh, that's a pretty big blow for that defense, man. He's been really good in his young career. Yeah. And then lastly, Bill Belichick with that upset over Buffalo reached 300 regular season wins, James. I know we just talked about him a couple weeks ago. So that's all I got on the news, man. What am I missing? Um, so this happened it happened earlier today. Uh, Frank Clark found a landing spot. Oh, shit, he's being I didn't signed, see that. He's being signed to the um, Seattle Seahawks. Ah, damn it, man. Okay, well, that's a good spot for him. Yeah, I, nothing really on compensation that I'm seeing in, in the news reporting on it. Um, there's another one, and I'm drawing a blank. Let me see if I can. Uh, Brock Purdy is questionable with the concussion. I actually saw saw this saw some some stats. He was con- concussed late in the game against Minnesota, and it was like he his his stats his passer rating went from oh let me see if I can find it again because it was it was crazy the difference like they could track when he got the concussion uh, who tweeted it. Well, that's interesting, because I was going to ask you about him in our question of the week here, James. <laughs> uh, well, that, that that's definitely interesting, because that's going to tie in, but uh, good to know. Yeah, so he, he was 19 for 24 with 252 yards, one TD, zero interceptions, 124.3 passer rating before the concussion. And after the cushion, he was two for six for 20 yards, no TDs, two interceptions, and a 4.2 passer rating. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really interesting. Huh. And so what, they just didn't catch it until after the game? I guess. I don't I, I don't know. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen, like, much else on it besides the fact that he is questionable. Um, he had a concussion. It was... Uh, I don't. I'm just trying to see who, if it said who. It was one of the Vikings linebacker, but okay. And like the normal questions were like, oh, it was on a QB sneak. Gotcha. So you can see, like, kind because I found. When he's trying to go kind of like into the pile to get the yard, he linebacker, um, who is that? Hicks. Hicks hit him and kind of kind of did hel- went helmet Charged to helmet, helmet on him. Okay. So. So they suspected review that that's where it happened. Yeah. So they suspected in, in the review that apparently that was the last like big hit he took or something. So, but that's where they determined he he got a concussion because he was um because he was diagnosed after the game. I don't know how the fuck he meant miss it. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange, yeah. Well, we're not perfect, you know. We all make mistakes and miss things mm-hmm. and shit happens. So, uh hopefully the dude's okay, you know, cuz they're lose lost two games in a row now, not looking good and 
a lot of people are freaking out about it. So, yeah, we'll come back to that in our question of the week here in a little bit, James. Uh, what else you got on the news, man? Uh, apparently, P.J. Walker is going to start for the Browns again this week. Holy cow, man. What? Is, so Watson started but then left the game? So he was, he was, he was started, and he entered concussion protocol, and then he was cleared from concussion protocol, but – Stefanski made the decision to keep to keep Walker in the game after that. And okay, then, so, so this isn't this isn't related to the shoulder injury that he had before. This is something new now. See, I thought it was a I thought it was a concussion, and my page froze that had had the news on it, and so all I can see is so far as the quote that Stefanski said that Watson will focus on rehab this week instead of practicing with the team. So gotcha. it might be shoulder related, but I thought it was concussion related. Okay. Re- yeah. Either like way, the game. you know, not going the way that they wanted with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's like a hundred other things that not a hundred, but I'm sure there's a ton of other things from this past week that I can't my page. It's all right, man. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot that popped up for being a short week for us. Yeah. So my browser's completely frozen, so we can... Move on? Move on. All right. Uh, Well, yeah, hey, you know, if if you want to come back to it, that's cool. But for the time being, uh, we can shift gears here and we can do our Week 8 power rankings. And so whenever you're ready, James, if you want to give me your 1 through 5, man, go for it. We have to do surprise games first. Oh, schnitzel, I forgot about the surprise games. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, go ahead, man. You you give me so, your surprise games. So the first one is, and we, we were just kind of talking about it a little bit, is the Minnesota-San Francisco game. Yep. Minnesota was literally doing everything they can with questionable play call, or questionable coaching decisions to kick the field goal and then miss the field goals to try to lose the game. And San Francisco somehow was not able to capitalize on it and lucked out and, and won the game. Like, I don't know. For, Cousins didn't play terribly um, in the game, <laughs> for a which, is surprise, game. Yeah. which is a surprise for a primetime game. But, but I, I mean, it was 22-17, but the 49ers, I think this is – this might. I think this is the first time, the most points the 49ers have allowed all season okay. was to Minnesota, or something ridiculous like that. It's the second. It's the second most. It looks gotcha. like. Because they allowed um, 23 to the Rams. Okay. So, which is a surprise that Minnesota was able to capitalize that like that um and then so that would that would be my first surprise and my page just popped up and loaded again so i got distracted okay so so apparently he was in concussion protocol but he wasn't put back in the game and he he's having shoulder stiffness, so okay. he had another MRI. He didn't, so he didn't um, 
this week he had another MRI, didn't re-injure it or suffer <clears throat> damage, but there's residual swelling that's affecting his throwing. So that's why he's going to be out this week. Gotcha. So I dig- digress back to my other surprise game of the week. <sighs> I don't know which one to, to pick on that. On that, because I'd go New England over Buffalo. Well, see, see, I was gonna go New England over Buffalo, but if you look at like kind of this season for Josh Allen, he plays down to the competition he's playing. Yeah, and they're missing a lot of guys on defense, man. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So, and and it's it wouldn't be it's not a Bill Belichick like thing to lose four games in a row. No, and so, you know they're they're good to get one on Buffalo every now and then, but it just still I think caught a lot of people off guard with New England one and five going into that game, man. Yeah, I was I was going to actually go to the Browns Colts game, not okay. as much not as much the winner, but the fact that the Colts were able to put up thirty eight points against the Browns mm-hmm. um, is caught them sleeping at the wheel or some shit. Yeah, like, and I don't. It's not like. It, I mean, you kind of could say it's, it was would be a trap game because they played the 49ers the previous week, and then this coming this week they played the Seahawks. So the defense was kind of could, yeah, you could take say a breath, guys. Kind of, yeah, take a breath. But fucking Miles Garrett played a phenomenal game. Um, he didn't he have like he had like six sacks or something, some ridiculous. Oh shit! I didn't hear that. Yeah, he, I mean, he had a safe, he had a, it wasn't a oh, safe, yeah, he had yeah, a strip he, sack um, fumble. Uh, or yeah, I saw some of the highlights, yeah. Um, so let me, let me see if I can, if I can pull it real quick. Yeah, he's a fucking he had, beast, man. Why the fuck doesn't... Why is sacks not listed as a fucking category in the box score? <laughs> oh, there it is. He had two sacks. Sorry, okay. I just it just like some because I was watching Red Zone and every time it went to went to to the fucking Browns game, it it was like Miles Garrett another sack. It, it felt like, but he had that huge strip sack um, in the end zone that led to a touchdown. Um, and it was just, it was a surprise. And also, Indy had a chance, a chance to, towards the end, to come back and tie, tie the game because it was a late, it was a late touchdown with like two minutes left that Cleveland took the lead. Gotcha. On. Um, so Indy played r- real tough and putting up thirty-eight points against what is the best, if not the best, one of the best defenses in the league, who. Had not, not allowed more. I think they. Had, I don't think they had allowed more than. They they hadn't. They had allowed. They allowed twenty two points. I'm sorry, twenty six points against Pittsburgh, and that's the most they had. Allowed, that's like the only time they allowed more than a more. Well, Pittsburgh and Forty ers were the only teams that scored more than a touchdown. I'm sorry. Let me yeah. rephrase that. More than a field goal. A, oh, what the fuck. Okay, this my list is fucking wrong on this website because the Ravens put up 28 against them, and okay. Pittsburgh put up 26 against them. But 
they they like Cincinnati. They held Cincinnati to three three fucking points, and which I know Cincinnati's a different team, but they also held the Titans to three points. So statistically, they're one of the best best team best defenses, and for Indianapolis to put up as much as they did against them is confusing to me. Yeah. But those were the two that I hit hit on. Did you okay. have any ones that uh, I you, didn't, you didn't hit on? You didn't think Denver over Green Bay or uh, Chicago over Vegas in the battle of the backups? <laughs> no. Um, so when I go when, with Denver over Green Bay, let me find that. Week seven. So for that game, my model had it as as less than a less than a field goal. So yeah, it's I'm just not, surprised Denver's beating anybody. It's not I don't think it's as big of a surprise. And then the Vegas Chicago game, my model had it as a virtual <clears throat> high. Yeah, and it's tough when you got two backups like that. And I mean yeah. honestly, uh Badgett looked amazing as a rookie. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean and and I, I had a note for later, but yeah, I mean, we, we talked about how uh, he showed a lot of poise in the preseason, which is why they elected to keep him instead of a veteran backup. Mm-hmm. And then when he came in to replace Fields last week, he had a bit of that deer in the headlights look. But I tell you what, man, he got his feet under him pretty goddamn fast this last game. Yeah, I, I, I thought so too. I thought he looked looked phenomenal for what I saw of the game. Not well, phenomenal for a rookie. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought he looked real sharp, man. Uh okay, cool. Well <clears throat> if you're good there now we can do our week eight power rankings. Yeah. Oh give me wait, one through wait, wait. five, man. Before before we before we go to that, you also have the Atlanta controversy with the oh, B. John Robinson. So apparently Bijan Robinson had an illness, but he wasn't on the injury report. Okay. So the league is investigating Atlanta over when they knew that Bijan Robinson had an injury. So because he dressed, but he wasn't he wasn't listed as out, but they didn't play him. Gotcha. Huh? Because they didn't play him because of an illness. So the league's looking into it. As to you know, if they knew he didn't plan on playing him, um, it was was an inquiry. So the NFL is asking injury report compliance questions um, about when they knew rookie rookie B. John Robinson wasn't physically well and why he wasn't reported per league policy. Gotcha. Shady fuckers, man. And you know, what would Brady with... say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying? <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't want to do well, that, I liked, man. <laughs> I liked Arthur Smith's quote about it. And let me, it kind of, uh, where, where is it? Because it's hilarious. Uh, I'm not seeing it here, but he basically said said something along the lines of like, you know, what do they want us to do 
tell the opposing coach what our split is. Hey, when when I call a play, should I should I call? Yeah. Should I should I say, should I yell across the field and say, Hey, I'm running. I'm I'm handing it to um, Pedersen again. Yeah. On this play. Yeah. And it's like just it's like so you something know along, something along those lines, like just like. And I, I wish I could find the exact quote, but because I thought it, I thought it was hilarious the way, way he said it. Okay. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. If he, because you said he dressed, so maybe it was like a. Yeah. So he maybe he it was like did. a last minute stomach bug or something, and he just he, was like, he, "Ah, shit, I'm not feeling good, man." He entered the game late in the first quarter, so apparently he did play. I. All I saw was pictures of him on the sideline, and okay, uh, he didn't enter the game until two minutes remained in the in the first quarter, and he told Fox at halftime that he wasn't feeling well. Uh, it, Robinson said after the game that he was suffering from headaches and began feeling weird on Saturday night oh. when he struggled to sleep and woke up feeling completely out of it. Gotcha. He took medicine feel better and adding that he was neither he wasn't tested for a concussion or administered a covid test whatever hmm. but i don't i wonder what his stats were i want to i want to see what his stats were cuz cuz i don't think he played but like maybe like three or four plays like because Algier got the bulk of it he had he had one carry for three yards okay yeah and I mean if the dude's not feeling right you don't have to push it Algier he's been really solid for them and you know Cordero Patterson can do it if they need it too so yeah I I think what the issue is is he didn't they didn't report it as an injury but but then again, also he wasn't as I see the Falcons point where he dressed the game and he entered the game just because he didn't play yeah, the full all the plays. Yeah. Like why would why would you report uh, him as, report him as questionable due to an illness right before yeah. the game you find out well he gets there and tomorrow's like I'm not really feeling well, coach. He's like, Okay, no problem. We'll We'll dress you and see if you see if you feel better. But he wasn't questionable. It wasn't like yeah. there was a question whether he was going to dress. And that's what the injury designation says. Yep. Like, is he going to dress or is he not going to dress? Like, he's he's going to dress. He's he obviously dressed. So I don't see what the issue is with the league. But the league has launched an inquiry into it. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. <clears throat> okay. All right. Anyways, I digress. My power rankings. Let's do it. I'm going to... A lot of people out there are going to hate my power rankings, especially one through five. Okay. And I'm going to have to... I'm going to back these up. All right. So at number one, I have Baltimore. Baltimore jumped up 11 spots to my number one. When I, when I drilled down into the stats, um, Baltimore has... They're five and two, so so they're comparable six and one, five and two, yep. best records in the league. They have they have the best or of the best strength of the schedules, um, 
and strength of victory. They're at 0.545 for strength of schedule, 0.548 for strength of victory, compared to 0.468 and 0.425 for Kansas City, who's six and one, or 0.468 and 0.463 for Phil for Philadelphia, who's six sure. and one. Of the teams that are five and two, there are a couple teams. Couple teams. I'm sorry. Of the teams with two losses, there are a couple teams that have slightly better of one of the two categories. But I think overall, when I looked at it, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who only have four wins, are the only team that are that only have two losses that actually have a better strength of schedule and strength of victory than Baltimore. So I okay. kept Baltimore. More at one, and plus Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh only has four wins. Well, it's because they already had a bye week, right? Yeah. Then, then at number two, I have Detroit. I only dropped them one spot off the loss, and the yeah, they did get get annihilated in that game. Of the five and two teams, Detroit has the. Five, five and two or six and one. Detroit has the second hardest schedule at point. I'm sorry, third hardest schedule, point five three three, with one of the better strength of victories. There are a couple teams that have that are five and two that have a slightly better besides Bal- besides Baltimore that have slightly better, but they're also their strength of victory is also strength of schedule. Strength of victory is better than Philadelphia's. And better than Kansas City's, who who are six and one. Okay. Next, I have Kansas City. Um, they dropped one spot. Kansas City still has not done anything that's more impressive than Detroit going into Kansas City and beating Kansas City, and then going into Tampa Bay and beating Tampa Bay. Yeah, they beat the Chargers. We'll get to the Chargers later in my rankings. <laughs> um, at number three, or sorry, number four. I have Philadelphia. I kept they stayed at the at um number four from last week. Yeah, they did beat Miami. Great. Yeah, they held Miami to 17 points. The two difficult teams that Miami has played are Buffalo and Kansas City, the two good teams that, that they have played. Outside of that, they have not played a team over five hundred. And so they're really impressive against so maybe not. Maybe they played a team over 500, but they haven't played had played a really good team. Like besides Philadelphia and Buffalo, they haven't beat a good team. They've only beat shitty teams like Denver. I um, got you. And then at five, Dallas was on a bye, so Dallas stayed at five. Uh, hey man, I think it's interesting. I like that you're defending keeping Detroit up high, and no, I, I think you know the strength of schedule, strength of victory. That's a good tactic, good way to look at it. Uh, for me, I ended up shaking it up here. I got Kansas City up at one. I had them at two previously. Miami was my top dog last week. They lost to Philly, so I elevated Kansas City by one spot. I hear what you're saying, but you know, with exception of Week One, where they they were down Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. They've just been on a tear, man. I, I know they're not like blowing teams out, but you know they haven't lost a game other than that first week. And so, uh, then you got Philly at two on my board. 
Uh, I thought them beating Miami was a statement, kind of a win. And it was also sort of like a get right game when you look at how up and down they've been. Uh, they had been winning, minus the Jets implosion, but uh, all their games, it seemed like they were facing some kind of adversity where they just weren't clicking. And Miami, they got it done in a, a really dominant kind of a way. Yeah, but my, I, I, I'm going to push back on Miami because Miami has beat the Chargers, barely. The Patriots, barely. Destroyed the Broncos, beat the Giants, and beat the Panthers. Yep. I got you, not man. One of those, I got not you. one of those teams is above 500 or playing good football this year. I got you. Uh, yeah, and hey, that's cool. So, but then I've got Miami at three. So I had them at one last week. They lost to one of my top three teams, so I moved them down a couple spots. So I got them at three. Uh, at four, I got Baltimore. I moved them up eight. Um, you know, they beat a top five team on my board, and uh, they did it in a dominant kind of a fashion. And so that was the excuse I was looking for to get them out of that pack of Pittsburgh and Cincinnati uh, I felt this was an appropriate jump up. And then at five, I've got San Francisco. They're still one of the most stacked rosters in the NFL. Sucks they've lost two in a row here, but I'm not ready to pull the plug on them just yet. So at six, I have San Francisco. I I, I had texted you over this weekend. Was it was San Francisco Monday night? Yeah. Yeah, it was Monday night. And Monday night, I, I texted you, and it's like, San Francisco, it just – it looks like something's wrong. It looks like the last two, three weeks, they haven't been how they were previously. I did like um, one joke that was going around on Twitter was Bleacher Report um, had tweeted after the loss to Minnesota that San Francisco, after winning a NFL record 15 games in a regular season games in a row, They've lost two games like the 2007 Patriots don't even exist. Because, <laughs> no, like they didn't say that, but like they yeah. won a record 15 games in a row, but the 2007 Patriots won all yeah. 16 regular season yeah, games. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a longer streak than 15? Should but be. But they just have not looked. And a part of it is probably because because of the Trent Williams injury and deep and injuries are just starting. Yeah. To Debo Samuel to Debo Samuel. Yep. Debo Samuel's out again this week. Yeah. Um, and now, now Purdy has a concussion. It's so they dropped three spots at seven. I have Buffalo. They didn't move on my board. Um, the only reason they didn't move is because when it boiled down to it, I had Miami and Buffalo really close. So and Buffalo just like what three weeks ago destroyed Miami. I got and you. So I had to correct. I had to correct for that. So I left Buffalo at seven and moved Miami to eight, which dropping them two spots. Um, I think it's high for Miami. Yeah, great. You can you can you can beat beat the subpar the shitty teams, but you can't beat a decent team. Um, so they. Actually, I'm down on them right now. Uh, their defense—we talk about it, their defense—kind of looked has looked really shaky this year, and or the last couple of weeks, last against 
well, she's been this whole year. Their defense yeah. hasn't gotten there yet, man. And then, and it's just, there's something about them. Once they start beating a, a good team, maybe I'll consider moving them back up. Yeah. The we want to see them beat top 10 teams. Number nine stayed the same as Cincinnati. I was tempted to drop them off, off of the, even though they're coming off a bye because of the fact that like with Cincinnati, I I really question what's wrong with with them. It's they have not looked right at all at all at all this year. Uh, yeah, you can say Joe Burrow's coming off the calf injury, didn't have any preseason time, but it's the whole it's a as as a whole the team hasn't looked right. It's yeah. not just Joe Burrow that's that's looking down. Yeah, the defense it, had that one really good game, and then aside from that, yeah, I mean everybody. There's there's like cracks in the team all around. Yeah, and then and also with with Cincinnati when you look at so they're they're three and three and their strength of schedule is point four eight seven, um, and their their strength of victory is point four, but they haven't won a conference game yet. Nope. They are 0-3 against the AFC. The only teams they've beaten are NFC teams this year. And it, they beat the Rams, which is a good win, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, which is a good win. So those wins are good, but they've lost to division games, make sense, and they lost to the Titans. So they got destroyed by the Titans. Um, yeah, who's not been having a good year at all. <laughs> ex- exactly. I mean, the Titans are selling... And that, yep. Anyways, and then Atlanta, I left them at 10 because they won. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta ends up benching Desmond Ritter. Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. His stats have not been there. Um, I was just, I was just looking at that close. It looks like I closed it, but yeah, at some that, point, you know, if it's not if it's not progressing for them, at some point they got to make a change because that team, it, you know, we're seeing talent at every level now where we've not normally seen that on the Falcons in a number of years, mm-hmm. and so if the quarterback situation is what's holding them back, they got to shake it up. But I get it; they squeaked by with a win, and so. You don't have to pull the plug on it just yet. You just got to keep him on a tight leash. Yeah, he has he has a sixty five point four percent completion percentage. He 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 did have his best completion percentage again in week one, and it's been downhill since then. Um, well, kind of came started to come back up, but a little, a little bit. But but his cute total his his rating for for the season is eighty four. Point one. He has uh, six touchdowns and six interceptions. He's not rushing well. He only has 113 yards rushing. Yeah, I thought they'd have him running the ball more. And I mean, in the limited times we've seen it, you can see the speed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the ability. They're just not calling it. Yeah, you can see the speed. But like, like against Green Bay, he had he had ten rushes for 39 yards. Yeah, well, and that's ten rushes. That's not bad. Yeah, but outside that, against Tampa Bay, he had six for 38. And other than that, it's been one, two, one, 
Yeah. One, two, one. Scarce. Oh, he had a four in there, and he had, and then a two. So like he has twenty six total rushes on the season. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I'd be giving him ten a game, dude. Games. Yeah, I'd be giving him ten a game. Not was that four a game? Yeah, because you know you're That's not going to have him pass the ball thirty five times. So yeah, get and, him, get him involved. And, that's obvious that you're not going to have them pass the ball. Like they've tried it, and against Green Bay, against the Lions, against Jacksonville, against Houston, against Washington, they they tried it, and he had against Washington, he had 47 attempts. He was completion percentage 59.6. He did good against Houston. He did decent against Jacksonville. He was at 61 against the Lions. He was at 55.3. Yeah, with 38, he was. Against Green Bay, he was 59.4. So it's just, just something wrong there. That well, he's just, he's not... just young and needs to develop. And, you know, I think a lot of people were a little bit surprised that they ended up going with him anyhow as yeah. their starter. You know, and, and they went with him without going out and bringing in a veteran or doing something to kind of hedge their bet. True. I mean, they they have they did tried that last year with uh, oh yeah uh, with, Mariota, yeah. yeah Mariota didn't work. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. so are you good at ten? Yeah, I'm good at ten. All right, so at six, I've got Jacksonville. Uh, I moved him up three. I would have liked to see a more dominant win over New Orleans, but uh, you know they're they're starting to get rolling here nonetheless at five and two. Uh, at seven, I've got Dallas. They were on a bye, didn't move them. Eight, I've got Cleveland. Uh, yeah, they got the win, but barely, uh, and it was against a lower-tier team on my board. And so just kind of the way things you know, kind of shook out here, there wasn't really any room for them to move, so I kept them where they were at. Uh, then at 9 with Detroit, I dropped them down four spots. We knew the defense had some issues. It was a bummer to see the offense stifled against Baltimore, and I dropped them. Uh, I like how you defended him. I really do. But I had him at five. I dropped him to nine. And, you know, it's, hey, you know, I'm a fan. I got to be harsh when they're not doing what I want them to do. And um, I like that you tried quantifying it, though. I'm going to keep that in mind for next week. Uh, And then at 10, I've got Pittsburgh. Uh, It's getting kind of steep for Pittsburgh, but they're at four and two. And, um, you know, I would say at least their offense is showing signs of life against the Rams. And so... Uh, that's positive, but I am trying to keep them above uh, some of these other AFC North teams. Although I just flipped it and had Baltimore kind of catapult above them. So yeah, and on Pittsburgh, man, I'll get to Pittsburgh when I sure. when I get to them. I have them a little lower. I but so at eleven, I have Seattle. I actually was going to drop Seattle off the win to Arizona. But because I dropped the charges out of this area, um, Seattle actually stayed the same. Cleveland, Cleveland was going to stay the same off the wind to Indianapolis, but dropped uh, the Chargers. I, I like Cleveland. Cleveland's, and I was looking at this. Cleveland at, at four and two, their the strength of schedule is uh, they have one of the harder schedules so far this year, and one of the better strength of victories this year. So I, I think actually 12 Cleveland might jump into my top 10, depending on what happens this week with them. Um, Jacksonville is the same way, same 
like they barely beat New Orleans, um, but they're they have they have a strength strength of schedule. Jacksonville's strength of schedule is is just below Cleveland, and their strength of victory is just below Cleveland. That's why Jacksonville is kind of staying behind Cleveland a little bit for me. Sure. Um, at fourteen, I have Minnesota. I moved them up three spots. Um, on off of beating San Francisco, I didn't want to get too crazy with it because, like, this that game was kind of like uh, Addison's um, welcoming party to the NFL. Oh yeah, and he really excelled, and we'll see we'll see if they can keep it up. But if he can keep it up, Minnesota can be a dangerous team this year. Oh geez, yeah, it would totally change things when Justin Jefferson comes back. Uh huh. On 15, I have Pittsburgh. Um, I had Pittsburgh below Minnesota, and I played with it, and I almost jumped Minnesota with Pittsburgh. Uh, but off beating the Rams, I I didn't feel like, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. But Pittsburgh has has the so far this season has the second hardest, third hardest schedule. Sorry, they're tied. No, wow, no, holy shit. That's a hard schedule. They have one one of one of the hardest schedules this year. They have one of the highest strengths of victory. There's only one team, two teams ahead of them for strength of victory in the entire NFL. How the fuck is that? There's three teams ahead of them for strength of victory. Okay. One of them has one victory and is ahead of them, but that's because strength of victory is the average of the. You take your wins, add up the winning percentage for the teams you beat, and divide it by the number of wins you have, and that's how you get strength of victory. So Arizona gets a huge bump with um with beating their one win beating Dallas. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but but Pittsburgh's strength of victory is at point five 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 six, and their strength strength of schedule is point five seven five, which which is one of the, one of the better ones. Like like the only one that besides Arizona that's ahead of them for both of them is Houston, which I find found interesting. But I I did I had to do something this week because it was so hard with with the board and with what was going on, I had to had to find something to kind of break these teams apart. And so I did a lot of work into I looking into the strength of schedule on it. If you can't tell. Yeah, no, I mean, I can, I can see that was a huge factor for you this week. And I think it was a good way to do it to kind of sort of like break up some of the ties and some of the things that are hard to decipher and, you know, this week, man, I mean, I, I told you this morning going through and doing this, it was kind of fast and furious, but it just seemed like, oh, my gosh, man, the board just was mm-hmm. not in harmony in any way whatsoever. And so uh, I had to make some moves that probably normally wouldn't have made. But I just, you know, sometimes this is just the way the weeks stack up on you. So. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So at 11, I got Buffalo. I dropped them five spots. I was tempted to go further. I like that you're kind of holding the line on them. Uh, but for me, I, I started looking at really how many guys they've lost on that defense. And I started to think, geez, man, 
Um, it's just not good. You know, like they're asking Josh Allen to carry him every week now. And, you know, he's shown that he can do that. But it's like, just like this game against New England, if he falters at all, that defense is not talented enough to do him any favors now. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I saw something like they had five starters on defense out, five out of their 11. And uh, I think at least three of them are out for extended periods of time. So it's just not not a good situation for them. Uh, and then at 12, I've got Seattle. I moved them up two spots. Almost didn't even move them up because uh, beating Arizona, uh, even though Arizona's kind of like surprise hung in there in a lot of games, uh, I don't, you know, I still got them in my bottom tier, uh, but the board kind of worked in their favor. So they get a two-spot bump. 13, I've got Cincinnati. They didn't play, so they didn't move. Uh, at 14, I've got the Chargers. And uh, I didn't smoke them like you did. And I, I think historically, I kind of hold the rope for about an extra week before you do with some of these kinds of things. Uh, I looked at it as they're still one of the most talented rosters. They have a hard schedule and the board kind of worked in their favor. And so otherwise a two and four start. Yeah. I I for sure would have dropped them by now, but uh, maybe next week, maybe next week. And then at 15, I've got the jets. They didn't play. So they didn't move. Yeah. All right. At 16, I have Tennessee. They were on a bye. They stayed the same. I dropped the chargers nine spots to 17. I know you, you, I just, with the chargers, it's everything that they need a new coach. 99% of the problems are, are the coach. They, they, they lost to the chiefs. They didn't show up to the fucking game against the Chiefs. This is two weeks in a row that they barely even showed up to the games or to the game. Their two victories are over the Raiders and the Vikings. They've lost to every other team, Tennessee, who, who is, who is two and four Tennessee. They lost yeah. it. One of Tennessee's wins is to the Chargers, yeah. and it wasn't. It, it was. It was a close game. Dolphins. Dolphins barely beat them, but it's like they they barely beat the Vikings and they barely beat the Raiders. And yeah, they've I got some have, issues, and you can't blame it on Eckler being out anymore. No, because Eckler's back, but they're not using him right. But that's an that's another story. Um, I'm just I'm out on the Chargers. I. I held on for an extra week on them, yeah. and because normally I I would have smoked them after after the Dallas game. And like I I I thought about it. I don't know if I messaged you saying that I'm. I not, know, I'm, but man, they they kept that game all the way down to the end. They didn't win, but it just um, yeah. That that game to me that game was like okay, you know they're still playing hard. Now the Kansas City game's like oh man, like what the hell are you guys even doing now? Yeah. And, and this was like, it was, it was, I, I told you, it was like their last, we talked about it last week. It was like their last shot to save their season. Their season's done. Chargers are going to charge her, but yeah, I was, I just, I'm, I'm out on them. I'm okay. completely out that some things happened around here that I couldn't drop them much more. Okay. Um, then 18, I have the Raiders. I dropped them three spots. Um, when I get to 20 through like 22, because like a lot of teams right in here, right in here lost. Mm-hmm. And the, the Raiders lost to Chicago. And like 
basically every one team before you get to like my 29 one team in there won in in this range so i couldn't really drop the raiders much off of their yeah off of their loss to Chicago because it's then you get to Houston who's on a bye and Houston Houston was a team that I considered actually moving up when I when I looked at it like they have they're three and three they're five hundred but they have their strength of schedule is point five eight five which is a fairly difficult schedule the strength of victory is point six um but. I considered moving them up when I went into it, but then with the buy, I left them the same. And then at 20, I have Jacksonville. They stayed, I'm sorry, I have New Orleans who lost to Jacksonville. Did I talk about, yeah, I did, okay. I was like, where was Jacksonville? New Orleans lost to Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville. Um, I wanted to, going into the weekend after the Thursday night game, I was like, oh, I'm going to drop New Orleans. I could already already see it. And then is like, but every team basically behind them, like it, I would have have to, I would have to jump like, like New England up to, up to twenty for, which I couldn't make the argument for, but I'd have to jump New England up to twenty to drop New Orleans. I got so you. They stayed the same. Okay. Uh, all right, so at 16, I got the Falcons. I moved them up four spots, and basically I just kind of flipped them with where I had Tampa Bay previously since they beat Tampa Bay. Uh, and then at 17, I got Houston. They didn't place, so they didn't move. Uh, at 18, I've got Tampa Bay, so I dropped them two spots from where they were at. Uh, the talent's there, but so is the inconsistency. At 19, and man, I fucking love that. What was it, like a 40-yard touchdown to Mike Evans early in the game? And it just, it's like, ah, you'd think that that would, like, help build some momentum. And no. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Baker Baker's questionable. Okay. I didn't see that, but all right. For this, for this week, too. Gotcha. Uh, and then at 19, I've got the Rams. It was a close game. I don't want to overthink it. I'm just dropping them one spot here. And then at 20, uh, I've got the Vikings. Great primetime victory for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I hope they can build some momentum off of it. I like what you're saying. we got to keep an eye on Addison because he could be sort of like that spark to get these guys out of their funk. Um, I still don't have a lot of faith in Minnesota, to be honest. I just I don't like their defense. I think it's going to drag them down. Uh, but if their offense can figure out some running game stuff, and then Addison step up in Justin Jefferson's absence, they might be able to keep it afloat on offense. And so uh, that gets me through 20, man, back to you at 21. All right. So I'm going to actually do, instead of 20, 21 to 25, I'm going to do 21 to 26 because that's it's going to – it'll make sense. There's, sure. Because that was like the only change in this range for me. So, so 21 stayed the same. The Rams, Colts at 22, Giants – Giants – I had at 26 and I had Washington at 20, 23. I flipped them because the Giants beat Washington sure. and Tampa Bay at 24. They stayed the same, in the, even though they lost because all these teams besides all these, all my teams I had from 21 to 24 
loss this week. <laughs> and the only win was the team I had at 26. And then the Jets at 25, they were on a bye. And basically okay. all the teams, all that teams, all the teams I had from down to 29 here lost this week. Gotcha. Uh, we're on bye. So like there's not going to be that much remaining. Yeah. Hard to shake it up. It's like last week, I think I had my bottom seven or something. All were locked where they were. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so at 21, I've got the Raiders. Uh, I kept them where they were at. I didn't want to go crazy about it. We talked about it. Two backup quarterbacks playing. You know, hard to get a real look at what that team is when you got a backup in. And so uh, I didn't want to, like, drop them or anything. It's going to be more about... Are you know are they going to get Jimmy G back and is this going to be a recurring thing with him like we've seen throughout his career where he keeps missing time? If that's mm -hmm. the case, well then I'll I'll eventually just smoke him because it's just not meant to be. But injuries are very hard to predict, and so you know that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Twenty two, I've got the Colts, and so this one's kind of wild. I bumped him up three spots on a loss. Uh, it's you know. This whole group on my board, it's hard to make sense of week in and week out. I just, and I've told you, like, I've moved chunks of teams week in, week out, trying to make sense of it. And then with this one, it's like, I think you spoke a lot about it earlier. They played really good against the Cleveland Browns. And I just think that each week that goes by, uh, I am more and more impressed with them. I did drop them quite a bit with Richardson having the surgery and being out. They're showing that they've still got signs of life, man, and so I got to respect yeah, and that. They have they have one of the hardest schedules in the league this year. In fact, they have the second hardest schedule so far this season in the league at uh, with uh, their opponent the average opponent's winning percentage is point five eight seven. Gotcha. There's one team that's that I saw that's ahead of them, and I. I was it has a harder schedule and I was surprised that team was actually had a harder schedule. Maybe I was too harsh on them. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so then at 23, I've got the saints. I thought they played a close game to a superior team. And so I kept them where they were at. Didn't feel like I needed to drop them. Uh, 24. I've got the Patriots. I moved them up three spots. It'd be nice if we could see them play this way more often, but that's just not who they are right now. The Patriots actually are actually are the team that have the hardest schedule so far this this year. Oh, gotcha. Their, okay. their, their opponent's average winning percentage this year is .596. So maybe something is going to turn around for them is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I that It's quite possible that something something's going to turn around. I was surprised at how difficult their schedule was so far this year when I when I saw it. Gotcha. You know, and man, and honestly, because you say that, uh, I think about the Patriots historically, and they're a team that, like, they make noticeable strides as the season goes on, and they get really fucking good by the end of the year. But they've mm -hmm. often started seasons kind of soft, and I just wonder, they brought in a new offensive coordinator, there's just a lot changing on that team with the hard strength of schedule. It's almost like it was a little bit of a perfect storm for them to get through this first wave of the season. Um, 
I don't know, man. Maybe they can turn it around. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And and I you say that the last time the Patriots started zero and two was in 2001 and they won the Super Bowl that year. I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win the yeah. Super Bowl this year. It's just, it's just pointing out that it's point. possible they, to turn it it's around. Po- it's possible to turn it around. And it's also, also they played, played some, some tough teams so far this year. I mean, they started, yeah. they start, started the season with the Eagles who have, who have one loss. Then they played, played, played the Dolphins who have two losses. They played the Jets who are 500, the Saints who are, I think the Saints Saints are were the first team they played that's Three below four five. right now, but yeah. yeah. And the Raiders are below. So they played two teams that are three and four, and the rest of the teams that they played are five and four and three or five and four and three, five and two, five and one. Sure. Five and two. So it's it's a harder schedule and their schedule their schedule's gonna get going to get easier as it goes after this week because they play the commanders and they play the Colts and then they play the giants and like, it's going to get easier after this week until was that week? Yeah. I mean, hypothetically with those three games, commanders, Colts, giants, they could be 500 right after the end of that stretch. It'll be just under 500 because they play the dolphins this week. Oh, or after this week. I got you. Yeah, got after you. this week. After this week, you project Then they got that three-game stretch. Be, yeah, they'll be five and... They could be five and seven. Okay. And and then they play they play some tough teams. And, I mean, they, they still could end up 500 or better and make the playoffs. Um, it's quite possible. Okay. Uh, all right. So then, yeah, James, at 25, I've got the Giants. <clears throat> I moved those guys up five spots. I think they got to stick with Tyrod Taylor, man. He's not flashy, but he's going to keep them alive in games. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. Is there a quarterback controversy with the Giants? People are saying, oh, why would you even say that? It's obviously Daniel Jones' team. I'm not convinced that it is. So back to you, 27, because you already did 26. Yeah, but with the the Giants, is it Daniel Jones' team? I think – Daniel Jones. Why? Just because you paid him a bunch of money? Big deal. It's about winning games, man. It's about exactly. They, I guarantee you, they regret that Daniel Jones contract. Yeah. And if they can find a way out of it, they're going to get out of it because he he got his money and then regressed. Okay, twenty seven. I have so right in here, basically my twenty seven to twenty nine, all lost or were on a on a buy. Okay. So there's no movement. Arizona, Carolina was on a bye. At 29, there was movement. I moved from a team I had at 29 down and New England up to 29. I think, really think, when I was looking at it, I was too critical of them early in the year or a couple of weeks ago when they had those back-to-back 34-point um, losses. And I didn't take into enough consideration how how good the first one was. The second one was not a not that good of a team in the in the Saints, but also you have the thing is is once Belichick Belichick got to two two ninety nine against the Jets and lost the next three games. 
how much of those losses were actually the pressure on the team to get Belichick to 300? Could be fair. And now that he <clears throat> now that hit, hit the 300, is this it, are they going to turn it around? I'm just saying they could. Like, yeah, it, it could it could could 100% be the issue with with the Patriots was they weren't handling the pressure of getting Belichick his 300th win. Um, so they only moved up one spot. I didn't. I want to see a little bit more before I move them up. Plus, if I would have moved them up much more, if I would have moved them up more than one spot, I would have ended up having to move Carolina down off of a buy, and I didn't want to do that. Chicago beat Vegas. I'm not going to go crazy on it. Um, I moved them up once one spot. Like, yeah, I mean, we've hit it. It is. It was the battle of backup quarterbacks and Bagent one or Bagan or. Bagent or however the fuck you pronounce it. Yeah, I've heard him say it both ways, but they were calling him Bagent all preseason, and then I heard some guy calling him Bagent this past weekend. So yeah, so <laughs> it's it's hard to take anything out of out of that game, but I still move Chicago up one spot because hey, they won. Yeah, why not? Uh, all right, so at twenty six, I've got Tennessee. They didn't play. They didn't move. Twenty seven, I've got Washington. I dropped them down eight. One of my bigger moves on the board. <clears throat> bottom line is I just expected more out of them than a three and four at this point in the season. And so uh, I just had to drop them down uh, 28. I've got Chicago. I moved them up one. We've already covered them pretty well. 29. I've got Denver. I dropped them one. Yes. I'm dropping them even though they got a win. I don't care. It's my board. Sometimes you just got to like realign things as you see fit. And that's just what I thought I had to do. Uh, and then at 30, I've got Green Bay. I dropped them down eight. When you lose to Denver, <laughs> you get smoked on my board, man. And that's what I did here. So uh, give me your dumpster fire, James. <laughs> All right. So you you get smoked on your board. You dropped them down eight. eight. I already had dropped Green Bay to, what was that, 29? So you couldn't really go that far for Green Bay on my board. Um, I... Denver, Green Bay, I had Denver at 30, 32 last week because they lost to Chicago, and I had them behind Chicago, and I had Green Bay at 29. I dropped Green Bay to 32, the three spots, and I moved Denver up one spot to 31. What a beautiful little dumpster fire you get going on over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me, I've got Arizona and Carolina. They're, they're just stuck. Arizona lost, but there's nowhere for them to go because I got Carolina at 32. They were on a bye. They didn't play. They didn't move. But Carolina's still 0-6. And so I talked about it like in week three or week four that I would love to bump them, but they got to get a win, and they just can't seem to do it. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's my dumpster fire, man. All right, you ready to do some game picks, buddy? Yeah, I'm good to do some game picks. Man. Last week we fucking sucked. I yeah, did find sucked an up. I did find an error on the spreadsheet you sent me. Okay. Um you had San Francisco beating Minnesota. Oh shit. Twenty two to seventeen. I corrected it when I added my picks in and changed it to Minnesota winning twenty two to seventeen. Um it took last week was a fucking terrible week for both of us i got four right you got five right 
Um, I wish I didn't find the error. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at least five right is better than is, is better. Um, look, we had a bad week. Uh, our models did some weird things. There was some weird shit that happened in games. A lot of surprise, surprise some wins. Some fucking desperate one-win teams that upset yeah. some guys. For the for the season, I'm at fifty percent. You're at fifty-eight percent. Okay. Which we have to we have to kick it into gear. Um, <laughs> yeah. First, no shit. <laughs> first up, we have Tampa Bay at, at Buffalo on Thursday night, and my my model, I I think my model had Baker in there. Baker's questionable for the game. A lot of people are fucking questionable for for the game for Tampa Bay. My model actually had it as a one point victory for Buffalo, and I think that's because of the corrective factor for I basically change Buffalo's QB rating to equal the QB rating of the starting quarterback for the opposing team. Okay. <laughs> that's your way of having him play down. Yeah. Because that's what it seems. He seems to play as good as the quarterback on the opposing team. Gotcha. Um, and it has a barely Buffalo winning in the game. If Baker was playing, I might consider an override based on how Buffalo's been playing. But they're coming off a loss to New England. It is a short, short week. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of confidence in Buffalo this week and go with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking Buffalo. Uh, my model's got it by a little more than a touchdown. And I think it could even be bigger than that because I've not fully adjusted all of the defensive ratings down with all the injuries for Buffalo. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with the Bills, man. All right. Next up, we have Houston at the Carolina Panthers. Um it's actually, I'm overriding my model on this one. Somehow, my model came up with a 17-16 to 16 win for Carolina. This might be the week that Carolina win, wins for you, but I can't... The way I've picked Carolina to win in past weeks, and I've been yeah. burned by them. I have, I have no faith in Carolina, and I just really like what, what I'm seeing in Houston. And and that with with Houston, you know, I I talked about the strength of schedule and everything for for Houston for for all the teams is like Houston has had a fucking tough schedule and they're five hundred. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's interesting you say that because um, <clears throat> I didn't mark it as an override, but my model has Carolina winning by one and a half, mm -hmm. uh, but I picked Houston because I've got Houston significantly higher on my board. And when I look at my heat map, it's almost entirely green for Houston. And so I'm kind of like scratching my head as to how Carolina could be getting the edge in the model. Exactly. And so, yeah. I, I don't know. And it's because like mine, I had a one point victory for Rounding one point victory. I don't know. It, yeah, it could have been one and a half, and they just happened to round to round down. Um, round down. I didn't delve into it, but or dive into it. But I just it's interesting that our models 
are so aligned on that game. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking Houston. And then we have the Rams at the Cowboys. Man, this could be... <laughs> I, I don't, the, the Rams have been surprising some people, man. So <laughs> this one's interesting. This one could be the highest scoring game of the week. By far the highest scoring game of the week. This I have I have two games that I think could be the highest high scoring game of the week. This is one of them. Um, it could end up being a shootout. It depends on how um, Safford plays. It, but Dallas can put up points, and their defense has been yeah. leaky recently. So there's there is there is a chance if the Rams play like they did prior to this past week. Um, Hold on. So if they if they play how they were playing prior to this week, this past week, the Rams could ease. I think the Rams could easily surprise people. I'm not gonna predict the the upset. Rams, the upset. Um, my model has it as like an 11 point victory for Dallas. So yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, and I, I've got it at uh, almost 10 points for Dallas, and so we're pretty aligned on the model here too. It's just interesting how we both kind of look at the narrative of being sort of a wild card for this game. But um, my heat map's almost all green for Dallas. Uh, the Rams, as much as they've been surprising me, I still I gotta I gotta stick with Dallas when the spread's that big. And so I'm going Cowboys here, man. Sorry, I had a text from my boss. It's all good, man. Your, and, your and I'm not wife talking boss about my boss, or your boss, boss. My, my boss boss. Uh, <laughs> so as management, we have to have an assigned actor when, if we take time off and she's going to be out of the office tomorrow. And she was wondering if I could act for her to deal with anything that comes up. So oh, well, I'm kind of, I, I'm her basically been her go-to person to act like, in December, I'm acting like the whole month for her, actually. But are anyways. you acting at her pay pay grade too? <laughs> in de- not tomorrow, but in December, yes. Nice man, nice. <laughs> All right, so we Minnesota at Green Bay. Yes. So I didn't adjust my model for Jordan Addison. I want to see him do it a couple, do it back to back weeks. Um, before, you know, a couple weeks in a row, back to back, whatever. I want to see Minnesota do it. They come, they're coming off a high of beating, uh, San Francisco this past week. Um, cousins played good. Normally he doesn't play good. Like he kind he's kind of can be hit or miss on it. So I just kind of left my model the same on Minnesota, didn't make any adjustments, and the same on Green Bay. And where it was prior to this past week, I had the model would have Minnesota winning twenty-one to twenty. Okay. There's no reason for me to pick Green Bay. Once it when it comes down to it, um, I think Green Bay has the better coach. And my 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 criteria a lot of times to break some of these ties is better coach, better quarterback. But yeah. Green Bay has the better coach, but Minnesota has the better quarterback. So it's kind of a tie. But so I'm just going to I'm going to go with 
my model at 21 to 20 with Minnesota as a as a close game, but I could see Minnesota embarrassing Green Bay for a change. Um, yeah, and, and it's tough because it's a divisional game, right? So you never know what's going to happen. And um, my model, when I, I put in a momentum factor for Minnesota coming off of that win, uh, gives them the edge here, which kind of like counters Green Bay having an edge because they're playing at home. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I do like Minnesota just like – Seeing what we've seen out of these teams, I think Green Bay started sort of overperforming and then they've sort of like reverted to the mean. Minnesota's like the other way. They started kind of down in the dumps and now they're they're showing some signs of perseverance. And so, uh, you know, different trajectories. I got to go Vikings, man. Then we next up, we have the Saints at the Colts. Um, So. I. My model, this is another over item from my model. My model had New Orleans winning actually by 11 points. And I think, I think part of the thing is part of, part of what I'm seeing is the Colts and how they played against Cleveland um, and what they put up against Cleveland yeah. and how, how New Orleans played against Jacksonville and how they looked lost against Jacksonville. I think, I think, New Orleans regrets signing Derek Carr and should have just gone with Jameis Winston and hopefully get the hope one of the top picks to get uh, either Caleb Williams or Derek May that we talked about last week. Um, I, I I think how they're playing wise shifts it to Indianapolis and plus I I wanted otherwise like basically our entire most of our 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 picks were identical this yeah. week. So and I have to make up some ground on you because I'm down by nine. So oh, I'm yeah. gonna So you're you're reaching but you think it's a safe reach. I think it's a safe reach um because I think the Colts have been playing better than the Saints. Sure. But but I mean I I'm head I'm hedging it saying I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win because that's actually what my model says is gonna happen, but I just I need to make up some ground somewhere. I gotcha. Um yeah, so I've got uh New Orleans winning this one by just under three and um you know, I I I did notice that I did just put Indy right above New Orleans on my board, but they're neck and neck and mm-hmm. um Honestly, I, I feel like you're saying Indy has been the, the tougher team. They kind of have like maybe some momentum where New Orleans has just been underwhelming, and I've been dogging them a lot this year. Um, yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the model. I'm going to stick with the, uh, the, you know, roughly three points for the Saints here. And, you know, if they lose, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not the end of the world. Next, next we have the Patriots at the Dolphins, and I'm going with the Patriots. Hell yeah, Ryan. No, fuck no. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, I thought you were serious there for a second. Fuck no. Like, look, the, this is at Miami. The Patriots always lose at Miami. Um, even when Tom Brady was there, they always lost at Miami. They're going to lose at Miami again. I might switch this depending on where the Tyreek Hill news pans out. 
because he's questionable with a hip injury. Okay. So, so there's um, there's a chance I switch it, but right now I'm I'm on the Dolphins, and there's there's not much debate for the Patriots. I'm not much to sure. argue for the Patriots winning the game. Yeah. So I've got the Dolphins as well. And the interesting thing about my model here is that it's less than a point in Miami's favor, which I believe when I dig into it is just because I've not dropped some of the ratings on the Patriots as much as I should have by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with them being one one and five going into last weekend's game, I probably should have notched them down a few more spots in the ratings and I haven't yet. Uh, but either way, I feel good about Miami in that game. All right. Then we have the battle in New York. Um, New York Jets technically at the New York Giants. <laughs> technically at. I think actually how the rules are stated, stated for when they play each other, the New York Jets cannot use their own locker room at was it MetLife Stadium. They have to use... The visitors' locker room. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, I digress. Um, there's not much interest in this game. <laughs> not much interest at all. Both of these teams are crap. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go with the Jets. I guess. I I had I actually my model had it as a tie game. Okay. And I'm not gonna predict a tie game. Um, so I'll go with the Jets, I guess. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because my model, James, and we've had a lot of them aligned here tonight. My model has it as 0.06 in favor of the Jets. And, uh, my, my mind was telling me no way would it be that close because the Jets have been playing really tough, especially on defense. Um, but the model is the model, and I think part of it is, you know, the Zach Wilson factor and whatever else. But uh, either way, I'm taking the Jets are coming off a bye. Maybe that's a little bit negated because the Giants are coming off a win. I don't know. But I, I do like the rested Jets team that has some hope of keeping the ship afloat until Rodgers maybe comes back for a playoff run or whatever they got going on. Oh, and we forgot we forgot to congratulate in the news of the week or the review of the past games. We forgot to congratulate the Giants for scoring a offensive touchdown and a touchdown oh, in the first half of the game yay. this past week for the first time. This <laughs> but they went under, like you were calling, right? Yeah, but they yeah, went, they went under. way under, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Jaguars at the Steelers. Um, this was one where on my model, I I first like. At first glance, I question it because it has Jacksonville. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh winning 21 to 14. Okay. But when I dive into the numbers, I couldn't override my model model on this because of the of the simple fact that I really I really like what I'm seeing in Pittsburgh. I really do, and. I think I think Pittsburgh, if they can put together a game like like they did against the Rams, can easily walk away with this this one. Um, and it's not like the Jaguars Jaguars who are five and two. It's not like they've 
really outscored their opponents. They barely, it's like 27. So what's that? They're plus 27. And like they haven't, they have a weaker strength of schedule um, than, than uh, Pittsburgh. And they have a lower uh, strength of victory. Okay. So, so they've, when the strength of schedule is lower than the strength of victory, that means the teams they they beat the weaker teams and lost to the better teams on their schedule. Gotcha. More or less. More or less. And um, I just where where Pittsburgh is is about even on strength of victory, strength of schedule. Okay. Um... Well, yeah, I, I'm with you on Pittsburgh, and I like that it's in Pittsburgh. It's a Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin team that's, you know, they, they started off kind of rocky, but they're fighting their way through games and getting wins, man, at 4-2, and two, and I like that that tenacity. Uh, Jacksonville, I actually have higher on my power rankings, but I still am going to take Pittsburgh here. Uh, it's just because I have that that conflict between the model and the, and the board, uh, I wouldn't be surprised with it going either way, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Next up, we have Atlanta at Tennessee. And I know it's a surprise to you that I'm picking Tennessee. My model had Atlanta scoring six points in this game. Okay. And... I can't when when my model doesn't have you even scoring a fucking touchdown. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, it has Tennessee scoring sixteen points, okay. so not much better. But like I said, I think there's problems in in Atlanta with Ritter a quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Tyler Heineke, Heineke um, starting at any time. Any. At any moment, you could see him him starting. Uh, Tennessee, I just the news report I saw, which happened to be like it was like five hours ago, did say that they are using both uh, Levis and Willis. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what their plan is for the game. Will and Willis. Yeah. So, but one thing one thing about it is is these quarterbacks when they come in and there's no real tape on them with the first yeah. teams, it can be they, a good factor. Yeah. Oh, we missed, we missed something in the news. What's that? Uh, Chase Vinovich retired officially. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But sorry, I, I was looking for another article and that, that popped him popped on my screen, but I was looking more for the Levis Willis thing, but it's not there. That's uh, cool. But anyways, I'm I'm on Tennessee. Um, I'm not going to override this one. I'm not going to override my model on. I got you. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta. Um, you know, this is like, um, you know, the the benefit in my model is that it's in Tennessee. But it's, you know, I've got Atlanta higher on my board. When you look at just kind of like the, you know, the eyeball test here, 
Tennessee is really having a bad year, minus a couple surprise kind of games. Like you mentioned, they beat the Chargers. I mean, it's like unexpected, but that's the Chargers maybe doing it to themselves. And so um, I like Atlanta. I like their ability to run the ball, control the game, and, you know, Ritter can do enough to get it done. Uh, Tennessee, on the other hand, man, they've just been so, like, defective on offense that, Maybe this will be what they need. Maybe shaking it up at quarterback helps them. I don't know. But I got to go Atlanta until I see otherwise. Yeah. And one thing I just just noticed is, and I don't know if I consciously did this, but when with my overrides on my model, my with the exception of the Houston game, I chose the way that would go up against you when I thought, wait a minute, something's wrong with that, or I considered overriding it. Like, but... Because the next one is, I just just noticed um, that this one's the same way. Where like I didn't override Tennessee, and it went against you. I over I overrode New Orleans, to and it went against you. The exception is Houston, and there's one more. Oh, and I Houston and Pittsburgh. I I didn't didn't override okay. those. And didn't go against you, so so it's three and two. Um, anyways, Seattle. I'm sorry, Cleveland at Seattle. Yes, Cleveland's playing really, really, really well. Um, yes, Seattle's playing. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> Seattle's four and two. They have a really weak schedule, a really weak strength of victory. Um, or I think Seattle has the weakest schedule so far, just barely the weakest schedule so far in the league. Yes, they do okay. at 0.35. The only, only one that's really close to them in the three and really close to them. There's Las Vegas is close to them at 0.391 and the Dolphins at 0.383 for strength of schedule. And the Cowboys at 0.375. So there's teams that are closer, closer to them for strength of schedule. Um, but, but I don't know if if my model is giving way too much credit for Frank Clark on it, uh, signing with Seattle, or if there's it's does not have enough credit for um, or enough talent or enough rating for PJ Walker starting instead of Deshaun. I, I don't know why I chose not to override my model. It ha- my model has Seattle winning 30 to 20 Okay. in this game. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Seattle, but I, ha- I, ha- I can't, I can't explain, explain why my model has. Yeah. Well, Seattle I mean, it's winning. in Seattle, you know, but I Pete don't care home fields. No, that's true. You do mention that a lot. Yeah, you don't have a home field advantage. Um, I've got one built into mine, and it has still Cleveland winning by one and a half. And uh, I did not add Frank Clark to the model, though, so I don't know how much that would shift it. I doubt it would be by by more than one and a half. But um, in either case, I, I am going with Cleveland um, 
it's it's tough taking a team with a backup quarterback on the road. Uh, but like you mentioned, Seattle, I don't know what it is with Seattle, man. They they just they started the year maybe looking better than I thought they were, and now they've they've started the more I've seen them. They've had some of that exposure kind of come to light. And so, and I think part of it's Geno Smith is having a down year compared to last year. Um, and so I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to go with the model here and I'm taking Cleveland. Give us a little action. Next up, we have Baltimore, Arizona. Did we uh, skip Philly and Washington? We did. Okay. No but we're both taking Philly. So. We're both taking Philly. I, yeah. my, my eyes just skip right over it. Um, yeah. Washington it's... doesn't, doesn't have a chance in hell of winning that game. I think also I wouldn't be surprised if Washington is shopping Chase Young if they sit him. They they should be. I mean, they've talked – well, I, I don't know if they've talked about it, but the rumor mill has talked about it since the preseason. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, next – so Philly is a much better team. They got – this team got him – even, even more improved by um, adding Bayard instead of uh, in trading for Bayard and Edmonds. Get rid of Edmonds. Yeah. I think the secondary was improved. I think Bayard's better than Edmonds, especially this year. Um, and I also question if Sam Howell is a, is a real quarterback. Yeah, After man, what I, was I saw this against the Giants. But anyways, I digress. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Arizona Cardinals. Baltimore is a really, really, really good team. Arizona is a okay team. This is, or could be, the classic trap game for Baltimore. I could see that. Overlooking Arizona, because they have Seattle next week, who's theoretically a better team. I think Baltimore forgets to show up for this game. And starts reading their hype after um, beating down the Lions. And Arizona does what they did to Dallas and surprises Baltimore and wins the game. <clears throat> so you're flipping to Arizona. I'm flipping to Arizona. It's bold, my man. It's kind of just like a gut feeling. Yeah, sometimes you gotta go with the gut. See, I'm I'm going, and it and it, it you know I mean you, you got Baltimore at one on your board, right? So I know. you know you're you know you're being bold, but um, I'm going Baltimore. I, I know it's on the road, but I think that Baltimore beating Detroit the way they did was like them hitting their stride, and and I think that they feel good about it but they want to keep it going. I don't think they're taking it for granted. Uh, I think they're going to use it and build off of it. And so 
Uh, I think they beat Arizona on the road, no problem. Next game we don't have to talk about. I'm not sure if the Denver Broncos are a real football team. Um, yeah. I mean, it's Kansas a divisional City, game, Denver. but it shouldn't matter. It is divisional. <laughs> it is divisional and divisional game. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously we're both taking Kansas City. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be real no, bad to take Denver. There's, there's, there's no, no chance in hell Denver has to even being in the game. Except we have actually have a decent game, Cincinnati at the 49ers. Um, if Cincinnati plays like Cincinnati, if Cincinnati plays like they have this year, or San Francisco plays like they have the past few weeks, yeah, then then this could be a pretty shitty game. <laughs> um. Look, San Francisco is just clearly the better team. I'm, I am i don't have the faith in Cincinnati putting together. But yeah, they're putting it together. They're getting better um, and playing, putting together more, a more complete game. But I just, I don't have the faith in them to be a, be the good, good team or decent team two weeks in a row. Seattle last week and then San Francisco this week. Plus when, with my model... My model has it as a two-touchdown victory by San Francisco. So hard to override that. Hard to hard to override that, especially how. Eh, I mean, you could both teams kind of been playing shitty this year. It seems that it does seem that Cincinnati is more on the upward trajectory, where San Francisco is on the downward trajectory, especially with injuries. But I'm so yeah. Gonna but if you're going to get right, you're going to do it at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it'll be tough because Cincinnati's coming off a bye. And so they're going to come out feeling fresh, feeling rejuvenated. You know, we think that some of the reason that they had such a slump to start was that Burrow was coming off of that ankle injury in the preseason. Uh, and so now with now like a full week to rest it, hypothetically, he should be back towards the top of his game. Uh, but I think San Francisco... You know, like I said, they're playing at home. It's a get-right game for them. It's not going to be an easy get-right game for them, but it's going to be a game that they they win. And so I'm taking the 49ers, man. All right, then we have the Bears at at the Chargers. Somebody has to win this game. Um, I think Bajant starting again this week. Good. It's a terrible. Good. It's good but it's a terrible fucking Sunday night game the Chargers don't play good in prime time the, that defense and coaching with the defense and coaching with the Chargers uh, leave a lot to be desired um, yeah. I can't in good conscience even though I'm actually fuck it I'm gonna pick Chicago Okay. I'm just gonna go with Chicago. Um, I have my my model has it as a 21 to 20 game for, towards the Chargers. I I like that you're being bold here because honestly, uh, I want to see another week of badging at quarterback. Um, but I I'm going with the Chargers, man. I you know, it's it's at home for them and. Man, I don't know. It's tough. My heat map is actually pretty mixed. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be that mixed in my heat map. But um, 
Oh, that's just because I didn't put Eckler back in here on the Chargers. That's weird. Um, either way, either way, I'm taking the Chargers. Uh, I agree with you. Their coaching sucks, but I just like them to win this game. All right. Final game of the week, primetime Monday night. The Raiders at the Lions. I'm going to let you start with this one. Okay. So I am taking Detroit. I'll just start off by saying that. Um, as well as am I. Okay. I was, um, you know, I, I guess part of it is going to be is Garoppolo coming back. And I have my model that he is coming back. If he's not, I think it, it could be a freaking bloodbath. But um, but I've got the model set up for him to come back. And it actually has it being a fairly tight game. It has Detroit winning by three. Um, man, I like Detroit so much more than the Raiders. And I'm kind of surprised to see my heat map zigzagging throughout this one. Because when I watch these two teams, I just really believe Detroit is that much better. Um, and so, I don't know. You know, it, it, it looks tight in the model, but I think Detroit should win this one no problem, man. I agree with you. I think Detroit should win this one no problem. I've, I'm looking it up right now on the teams I've, I've picked. I have to find a survivor pick for this week. Okay. Um. So, I've already picked the Bills. Can't pick them. I've already picked the Dolphins. Can't pick them. The Eagles. The Chiefs. The Ravens. The 49ers. I skipped a couple teams. I've So, I went... I picked Baltimore Week 1, San Francisco Week 2, Kansas City Week 3, Philadelphia Week 4... Miami week five, Buffalo week six, Cleveland week seven. Buffalo and Cleveland, those were a little too close for comfort for me. Of the games left this week, ran, or games that I could pick, because I'm not going to pick Tampa Bay to beat Buffalo. Cowboys, Rams, I'm unsure. Vikings, Packers, well, it depends. Falcons, Houston. Titans. You're taking Detroit. It depends. Saints, okay. Colts, I'm kind of going against it. Patriots don't have a chance against the Dolphins. Jets, Giants, I have it as a tie. I'm unsh I'm not that it's like I can't pick the Eagles over Washington. Texas, Texans, Panthers, I'm overriding my model. Um, I could yeah, theoretically I gotcha. pick pick Seattle um, this week, but I mean, I don't. I don't think that's a sure thing. Can't, not going to pick the the Broncos to beat the Chiefs. Can't pick the Ravens over the over the Cardinals. Not going to pick the Cardinals. 49ers, Bengals. Well, well, I can't. I'm not. I'm not sure. But what it boils down to is, I think, and I hate it. I hate hate this because I'm on, I'm on a good roll on my survivor. <laughs> I think I had my survivor team this week has to be the Lions. Do it, man. It's in Detroit. 
It's in Detroit. Whenever when Detroit has a decent team and they have a Monday night game, they've shown up like no fucking other in those games. Yeah, and and you know they want to bounce back hard. Yeah, and they want to bounce back hard. I think this is the perfect situation for the Lions to get back right, win the win this game. And I think, if I remember correctly, go into their bye on a positive note. Yeah, next week's their bye. Yeah, I, I like that for your survivor pick out of your options. Wow, next week's already their bye? Dude, the season's going by fucking fast, man. And then the following week is the game I'm going to. Oh, hell yeah. What game is that? Chargers. Oh, gotcha. Uh... All right, anyways, then we have Thursday night next week. Hell yeah, dude. You're watching the Lions play the Chargers. That's cool. Yeah, yeah we are. I I don't know who I'm going with now. With oh yeah, because your significant other is on the IR. Oh, <laughs> she's extremely on the IR. She's a with a. It's it's a wow. But anyways, um, Tennessee at Pittsburgh on Thursday night next week. Because we're doing fr- are we doing Friday next week again? Well, we'll talk Ooh, about that later. That's a good question, man. Let me. We'll, um, talk, we'll pull that yeah. up, but we'll do. Uh, I'll do the picks. Um, Pittsburgh's clearly a better team than the Titans, and, and it's not even not even really close on how much better Pittsburgh is than the Titans. So I'm I'm going to be on the tight on on Pittsburgh. I almost said on the Titans. Um, I'm going to be on Pittsburgh for the game. Um, I don't have much much sport on support on my model because the early model has Pittsburgh winning by by eight, but it doesn't have the um week uh eighteen or week eight data in there. Yeah. But I'm gonna do Pittsburgh on Thursday. Yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh as well and I was just shooting from the hip kind of based on where they were at on the board. But if I skip ahead in my model uh, it's got Pittsburgh winning by almost three, and so I'm good with that either way. But, yeah, I, you know, my heat map is mostly green for Pittsburgh. That's unlikely to change unless there's a whole bunch of injuries or stuff going on like that. And so I'm comfortable taking Pittsburgh for next week. All right, so that's the picks. If you have, Unless you have something else, we can move on to question of the week. Sure. Yeah. Question of the week. So, you know, James, I mentioned earlier, I wanted to talk about Brock Purdy and uh, a lot of people, you know, since they've lost two in a row now have been coming out as, oh my God, is this the real Brock Purdy? And, uh, you know, how concerned are you about Brock Purdy and uh, all this stuff, you know, and I, I think, so I guess the question, I will just say that the question is, are you concerned with Brock Purdy? And um, I was going to answer it totally differently, but now you mentioned the concussion factor, and I got to say it's like a yes and no. I am, yes, I am concerned about the concussion because, I mean, you, you talked about it pretty clearly. His play 
fell off a cliff after they identified what was likely the hit that he took the concussion on. Um, and so, you know, if he comes back healthy, that's a different factor. Uh, but the concussion's a concern. I would say, aside from the concussion, I'm not really concerned yet because even the best quarterbacks have rough patches. And this guy is still very, very early in his career. Uh, and then, like we talked about, Trent Williams was out. Debo Samuel was out. Uh, McCaffrey was playing hurt. You know, just a lot of factors going up against him here. And so, um, and then even then, like their defense, you look at their defense, played really a good physical game, but they let a couple big plays go by, like that one right before halftime. And so that kind of stuff puts the offense at a disadvantage and it's mm -hmm. uncharacteristic for San Francisco to have that happen. Um, so I'm not worried at all, man, but I, I just, I hear so many people freaking out this week that I just thought it would be an appropriate question to ask and talk it out, man. So what do you think? I'm not concerned at all for Brock Purdy. Um, if you take out the, the Cleveland game, which was, what conditions against the league's best defense? Yeah, and a kicker that missed it. And a again. kicker that that couldn't couldn't make a couldn't fucking hit the high drafted ball. kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Last even even Monday night, Brock Purdy. Yeah, he had the bad stretch at the end of the game after the identified concussion. He still had a seventy percent completion percentage. He had no interceptions prior to. The concussion. He threw for threw for a touchdown. He had, he still had 272 yards passing, which is good. Which is yeah, which is pretty par for what he has. He has somewhere somewhere between generally somewhere between two 250 to 300. He one game against the Giants. He went over 300 this year. But I have no concerns about him about him his play. I have concerns for the concussion because, as we've seen, concussions can derail a quarterback season. Look at yeah. uh, Tua last Tua year. Last year, yeah. Tua had, would have had a phenomenal season if it weren't for the concussions. But, and play-wise, I'm not concerned for him at all. Well, that's good, and I guess that's all she wrote. So we're in agreement. Don't hit that panic button on Brock Purdy just yet. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's the question of the week. And um, that's all I got for the show, man. You got any closing comments, James? No, I think that I think I hit everything. Okay. Well, hey, for anybody who's still watching, we hope you like the show. Uh, hit us up, play some Name That Stadium, or answer our question of the week. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. And like always, James, man, it was a good time. I'll catch you later, my man. That sounds good. Have a good one. Great Iron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.